Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the moms on call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. Today's episode is brought to you by Cozy Earth. All right, I'm going to be honest. My sheets are typically the $20 sheets that are on sale. And that's pretty much what I've always had until Cozy Earth sent me these sheets and I'm, I'm speechless. And that's that takes a lot to make me speechless. <laughs> well, you know, they say they're so super soft. And I'll tell you, the minute you put them on and you're like, having your hand, you know, just kind of getting all the little wrinkles out of it and just brushing your hand along it. Like, that's when you know. Like, you're like, I don't know that I should get in a bed this comfortable. I want to keep using the word butter. And I know that (laughs) butter may or may not be exactly the right word, but it's buttery soft. So guys, we need you to head over for more information to CozyEarth.com. They have like a hundred days to try these sheets out. And, you know, Jennifer, you were talking about, you know, the princess and the pea because, you know, I have had some sheets and you can feel those little balls and they're just, you're like, dang. It's distracting. (laughs) It is so distracting. You don't want to sleep on those. So such a princess to even say it, but it's true. CozyEarth.com, and they're also giving us, our listeners, a discount code, and I think it's one of the best that they've done. So uh, when you check out, if you'll do Moms on Call 40 at CozyEarth.com, you'll get 40% off. You could feel like butter. Hi, my name is Jessica. I live in Birmingham, Alabama. I am a second-time mom's on-call mom, and my littlest one is just shy of four months old. I think I had heard that there have been some guideline changes to when solids are recommended to be introduced. I did not start mom's on-call until my firstborn was about six months old, and so I actually had done baby led weaning with him, um, and but I was also a stay-at-home mom at the time. Um, And this time around, um, my four-month-old is in daycare, and I'm just open to, you know, possibly trying new things and possibly going ahead and introducing foods, but I just wanted to get your opinion and and thoughts. Thank you so much. Solid foods is my favorite thing in the whole wide world. And first off, yes, we want to start solids somewhere between four and six months of age. It's not a date on the calendar. We want to go by, are they sitting up with minimal support? Do they have good head control? And are they wanting what you're eating? Then that is a great time to start these solids. And I know that you said you did baby led weaning and all of that, and that's fine. We get there eventually. But oral motor development is progressive. So we wouldn't expect our little ones to run a marathon before they learn to sit up and roll over and crawl and and walk and wobble and all those things. So same thing kind of goes with with solids. We want to start off. And I think the biggest misconception, 
And Jennifer, you know, I mean, we deal with these families all the time is that we start solids and we do purees. And five months later, we're still doing purees. And that's just not what we want. We want to be able to progress and we go pretty quickly through it. So that's one of the things that our um, baby food introduction calendar describes. We added that extra information on just so that we can kind of give you some guidelines about what to expect and what we're after. And you can download that in the Knowledge Center on the website. It's free. Yeah. Solid food introduction calendar. Go get it. And one of the things that I love that uh, Laura often talks about is that feeding is an activity. It's about seeing, it's about colors, it's about textures and feeling it and exploring it. And so when you think about it that way, it just becomes less daunting and more of an adventure you're going to take together. That's so true. And I think that we as parents forget that. And I'm so glad you pointed that out because I do forget to remind my families of that so often. So when they get to that four to six month routine and they're like, oh my gosh, all I'm doing is feeding them. Now I'm gone from, you know, now I'm feeding like eight times a day if you count all the bottles and count the solids. And and that's just a lot. And But it is, it's an activity. It is literally a preschool center. It And it engages every single sense and it gives us something to do with them. So enjoy, move ahead, use all the moms on call resources, check out the Knowledge Center, get the free resources, but most of all, have so much fun. Hi, moms on call. My name is Erin from Mississippi. I have a three and a half month old and we are so grateful for moms on call because we would be completely lost without your guidance. Um, The question I have today is about the swaddle. So we have transitioned out of the swaddle at nighttime, but she is really, really struggling with her naps during the daytime. So how long is it appropriate to allow her to keep being swaddled or using a sleep sack during the day to salvage those nap times? Thanks so much for your help. Hey, Erin. So we really don't want to swaddle after 14 weeks for that nap because typically by this point, three and a half months in, they are ready to find their own comfy spot. Once we take that swaddle and sleep sack away and they're trying to figure out this whole nap situation and we're focusing on two naps a day, how long is it going to take for us to see some improvement in that? We can usually see some improvement in three to five days. But when will we really make the leap? Nine days. Yes, has the same letter as nap. In three to five days, we can usually see an improvement in the nap time if we're really consistent. Um, But we really were over the hump when you're just about ready to lose your marbles. (laughs) That's when it happens. And we want to make sure, you know, look, you're going to have probably one okay nap and one better nap. That's the goal. Focusing on those two. They tend to get significantly better once they're rolling over and sleeping with their little butt up in the air. Uh, You'll find that that those naps get a little bit better. But focus on two. Get out of that swaddle, get out of those sleep sacks, and let's give it this little one time and opportunity to find their own little comfy spot. Hi, mom. My name is Layla. I am from Colorado, and my little one, William, is six months. 
And we've been following your schedule since day one, and it has worked wonderfully for him. Thank you so much for all you do. One thing, though, the last few months I've noticed, he's waking up around 6, 6.30. So we usually just kind of give him the pacifier and he'll fall back asleep. But sometimes he won't, and he'll kind of be up for the day around 6.30. So I'm wondering, would it help at all to move his bedtime up even by like 7.15, 7, um, because he does seem pretty tired by that 7.30 bedtime as well. Um, any help or suggestion you have is much appreciated. Thanks. Layla, you have perfectly described a situation that so many clients are in. In that little half hour corridor before they actually wake up, they wake up a little bit on some days and more on others. And I think this is one of the first times, which means hopefully the podcast and the Instagram and the blogs and the places that we put some of this information is really being absorbed because typically it's counterintuitive to think, do I need to get my baby to sleep a little earlier to help them to sleep later? So Layla, if I had a prize to give you, I would give it that instinctive um observation is thrilling for us. So Laura, let's talk about that. Would that help getting that baby to bed a little earlier? It could. It's worth a try. I would shift that about 15 minutes earlier and let's just see what happens. But one of the things that I want us to know is that it is normal to wake about an hour before get up time. And I think so often we think, well, they should go to bed at seven o'clock and we should not hear from them at all until 7 a.m. Well, we all toss and turn. And I know I wake up about an hour before get up time and I'll look at the clock and I'll be like, oh, great. I've got another 45 minutes before I have to get up, you know. And so we toss and we turn and we, you know, so it is normal to get up and wake about an hour before get up time and just kind of toss and turn and talk to yourself and roll over and scoot around and and kind of, but we are in control of when the day starts and in my house the day was not going to start before 6:45 7 a.m. so do your best to stay out of that room until that point 6:45 7 a.m. is reasonable And then be intentional. When you go in that room, I want you to open the blinds and sing a song and do some stretches. And that's also going to help with the following nights, nighttime hormones as well. I love the term, and I'll always say this, uh, some people just wake up automatically happy. And some of us, myself included, (laughs) do what I call ease into alertness. So some of the babies will as well ease into alertness. So if we move that routine just a tad earlier, 7.15 for bedtime, and after about a week to a week and a half, we're really not seeing an improvement, then the way you're handling the situation is perfect. Hold it with an open hand. You can do that passy at 6.30, no earlier. And then, you know, start your day, like Laura said, sometime between 6.45 and 7 a.m. and you are doing fantastic to have 11 and a half hours a night in a row. Well done. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. 
If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit MomsOnCall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey. 